Welcome, and thank you for joining us today on the Solomon's Porch Podcast with Bible teacher Barry Borthistle. Barry has been a student of the Word his entire life. As a former pastor, he understands how to disciple people in the Bible. And as a successful business owner, he brings real-world issues into perspective through the lens of Scripture. Go to solomonsporchteaching.com for the notes from this episode. Now, welcome Barry Borthistle. Someone said this, What implications might there be upon you, or what changes might you be drawn to make in your living if you were to see your home, your workplace, your neighborhood as holy ground? Let the temple be filled with His glory. Let the courts be filled with His praise. Let us worship the Lord in the holy of holies. Zion rejoices again. Let the temple. Welcome, everybody, to our very exciting new podcast and a new series. Welcome, all of you. I just love the song that Lindsay Street 8 sings, Let the Temple Be Filled with His Praises, because that's what this is all about. It's not about brick and mortar, but it's about you and me as God's amazing temple. I want to uh, show you uh, on the screen a picture cover of a new book that I have just written. I never thought I'd ever write a book, but it's happened. And it is called Your Body is God's Temple. It's brand new. But I want to tell you a little bit about the story behind the book and, and, what, and why I did this. When the, uh, the whole world started to change about a year ago, I read something in the Wall Street Journal that really made me think, and it said, and I quote, we learned from history that everything needs a solid foundation. And it goes on to say, who will save us now that the COVID-19 is broken free? Question mark. The pandemic has humbled the country and the world and has opened up millions of eyes to this risky universe once more. You may agree with that or you may not, that's okay. Goes on to say, but for societies founded on biblical traditions, pandemics need not make for the end. This is a call because great struggles can produce great clarity. In the Old Testament, it would seem that men of spiritual resources may not only redeem catastrophe, but turn the moment into a great creative opportunity. That really made me think. And so I started studying about what does it mean that the body is God's temple. And quite frankly, I have 
absolutely been amazed. So the story behind the book is that I, when I finished the study after about 10 months, I gave it to a friend of mine, Jim Jens, who said, Barry, this has to be put into a book. I said, well, Jim, I, I'm not in that category. Yes, you are. So he sent it to a friend of his in Toronto, Rod Schuhauser, who owns the Motivated Publishing Studios, who then uh, edited it and put it into a book form, and it just blew my mind when I saw this finished product. And so uh, Jim was very instrumental in many ways in, in having this done. So I would like to acknowledge, and this is in the front of the book, and you will be receiving information on how to re, uh, get the book either bound or uh, ebook form. I would like to acknowledge those that supported this effort Dr. Don Page, Ryan and Jennifer Walter, Owen McRae, Michael Ellison, and Dr. Peter Daniels. Also, those that have helped in a great way Christy Walter, who did all the printing, my son Garth, who has encouraged me to do this for many years. Rod Jantz, who's done an amazing job with our podcast, Heather Stelter and Ken Hayes, who are business partners who have been very, very supportive. But above all, I have to give a big thanks to my wife, Ruth, who has done a lot of the manuscript reading and so forth. Just a phenomenal job. So I'm going to kiss her right now. There you go. Thank you, honey. All right. My pleasure. All right. <laughs> The next page that you will see is the table of contents in the book. We're not going to get into the book today. That'll be the next podcast, which is coming up. But you can see some of the titles on your screen uh, that are in the book. And the one that I want to mention, and I, I, I would love to get into it today, quite frankly, but I can't. Number uh, page four, understanding how important we are to the Lord. I have discovered 25 maintenance principles for our bodies. You know, you look at your car, if you don't change your oil and look after it, it falls apart. Well, the human body is exactly the same. And I found about 25 commands or maintenance principles. Uh, the word if in the Bible is uh, quoted about 1,600 times. If we do this, God will do this. And that's, that's the same way. If I love my wife, she's going to love me, etc. We all know that. And you can see some of the other very exciting titles that I'm not going to take time to go in, in uh, to, uh, to today. But this fascinating discovery that uh, was really caused by the Wall Street Journal uh, got me into all kinds of things I did not know in really in the Bible. The Bible one of the things in the Bible is that numbers are very important. Uh, the number seven, for example, is mentioned 735 times, and it's the number of completion. But the number that I want to mention right now is the number three. People say, what does the number three signify in the Bible? Well, it's quite fascinating. Number three, of course, is uh, the fact that Christ was in the grave for three days. Three people saw the transfiguration of Jesus, Peter, James, and John. Number three can be translated as a symbol of God's power. Noah's Ark had three decks. Solomon's Temple that we're going to talk about in the coming podcast had three parts. The Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. 
But they all have to work together. And in other words, if you took a deck off the Noah's Ark, it's not going to work. You can't take a part of uh, uh, the Trinity away. It's not going to work. So we're, we're in this together. So I'm going to ask Ruth to read two verses in the Bible that really talk about the fact that we are made up physically, emotionally, and spiritually. It doesn't matter what your religion is, who you are, what you believe. You had no say in that. And she's going to read 1 Thessalonians 5.23 and then 3 John 2 as a promise if we follow 1 Thessalonians 5.23. Honey? Mm -hmm. Here they are. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. Now, that's a phenomenal promise, but it's linked to the fact that we are made up of physical, emotional, and spiritual. So I've asked a Lindsay, uh, the Lindsay group, <laughs> Lindsay Street 8, to sing a song called Standing on Holy Ground. And as we get into the uh, podcast on the book, and I hope you get the book because it's got so much information that we can't cover on podcasts, they're going to sing a song called Standing on Holy Ground. And that's really what we are as God's temple. And so listen to that song now. It's a great song, and thank you for singing it. It's about the physical, emotional, spiritual opportunity that we have. As I walk through the door, I sense His presence, and I knew this was the place where love abounds. For this year. 
Wasn't that a great song? Someone said this, what implications might there be upon you or what changes might you be drawn to make in your living if you were to see your home, your workplace, your neighborhood as holy ground? Well, I've asked that, that question and I want to uh, just share a uh, my own story on the physical and then Ruth has an amazing interview that you gotta listen to. It's gonna blow you away. But I wanna talk just about the physical because uh, I, I was fortunate enough, and my story is in the book, but at 40 years of age, I weighed about 300 pounds and my resting heartbeat was 88 beats a minute. It should be about 70. Well, my brother, who's a medical doctor, told me that if I didn't do something about it, that I probably would not see 50 years of age. So we all know that life is made up of choices. So uh, I made a decision and I went on a diet and I got into exercise. Long story short, I lost 80 pounds. My dear mother once told me, she said, Barry, you will never have a heart attack, but you'll probably cause many others to have one. But after 40 years, because I'm now near 80, believe it or not, I can't believe it, I've kept up this concept of, of the importance of the physical. Uh, I still run or slow jog, I guess you could say, 30 minutes a day with my dog. I sleep eight to nine hours per night. My blood pressure is about 124, 130 over 72. Uh, I only had one prescription drug in the last 40 years. Not saying you can't take them if you need them, but that's my story. And then what I, I real began to realize that God's temple is made up of the physical, the emotional, and the spiritual, but we have to look after all three. Otherwise, it just doesn't work properly. So Michael Ellison, who has endorsed made this statement, and I think it's really probably truer today than it ever has been, and it is, and I quote, self-care is now the frontier of wellness. Self-care is now the frontier of wellness. So I'm going to ask my lovely wife, Ruth, to come in and have an interview with a friend. His name is Stan Fryer. You are going to be amazed at a man who understood that he was made up of three parts and did something about it all his life. Now the story, honey. Well, Stan, it's wonderful to be with you. And thank you for joining us. I, I, I first um, heard your name uh, back in the 70s. And it was Stan and Shirley Fryer. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, so we go back in time, but um, our relationship has really grown to a beautiful bond in Christ in, in more recent years, Stan. Yes. And and I, I feel like um, you're a kind of mentor in my life. I, I can easily pick up the phone and, and be encouraged. You are an encourager. Um, so beyond that, your story uh, sets out uh, Barry's book, actually. <laughs> um you of all people uh, are a, a wonderful example of the body as God's temple. So I've got some questions um, for you, Stan, and I'm just going to let you go ahead with your story um, mostly. But uh, I think there's a lot of um, uh, there's a lot of buzz about 
the why there's uh, you know everybody wants to know what is your why these days but um start i'm just going to interrupt for a moment here and make sure that when you listen to this in in uh interview with ruth that the man that you're going to hear is 95 years old am i right stan well i'm in my 95th year you're in your now okay <laughs> he's in his 95th year if now, i was back, if i back, was, back if i was in story. china if i was in china barry i would be in my 96th year <laughs> okay that's fantastic so stan um how do you how do you stay focused and and when did this all start when did you really start to get a grip on um some of your health and um spiritually mentally physically so i think when i was about uh 18 years old i joined the ymca and at the same time i became uh the assist the assistant physical director and i took a, a very a great interest in my physical health at that time and it wasn't until later in my life when i uh went through some really tough times uh i did a lot of smoking drinking and uh and uh, also I played a lot of cards, gambling, and uh, I got a, 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 on my lip, I got some sores and that scared me. And I uh, quit everything and started to look after my health because I was afraid that I was gonna, <clears throat> I was gonna have cancer. How old were you then? About 32. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you were a father, you were a husband and father at that point too. Oh, yes, yes. Responsibility, uh-huh. And so uh, that's the biggest change I think I made in my life was at that point of changing everything. Stop drinking, stop smoking, stopped uh, fooling around, uh, playing cars and whatnot, and decided to make my body, uh, I didn't know at the time, but make my body a temple. I had no idea what it was. So how do you how do you so here you are that's a long that's quite a while ago how did you maintain that regimen and and what how was where where were the motivation pieces for you The motivation was within myself okay. I uh I'm I just was very I think of what would someone would say very religious in doing my exercises and doing my, eating the right foods and drinking enough uh, water and whatnot. Uh, so what does a day look like for you? What, what a, a day in the life of Stan Fryer right now, tell us, or the week, tell us what you're tackling these days. I just love this part. <laughs> well, when I get up in the morning, I uh, greet my father and I greet Jesus and I greet the Holy Spirit. And I ask them to, uh, renew a right spirit within me, a pure spirit, and also uh, give me a steadfast uh, uh, heart that will carry on. But I, in the, in the good months, I uh, play a lot of pickleball. I even, I'm playing pickleball now every sunny day. Fantastic. Now, I think you, you teach it too. And I teach pickleball and I line dance and I play golf. Uh, now, now, just a minute. Now, just a minute now. You're 95, and you're telling me that you teach pickleball? Yes. And you golf? And I golf. And, and I like And how, how, how much do you walk? 
walk. Oh gosh, I would do a lot of walking throughout the day. And of course I'm doing a lot of walking when I'm playing golf and when I'm playing and I line dance three times a week. Wow. Uh, now, something else I know about you, Stan, is that you talk to everybody you meet. You you are such a con so how does that feel for you in these days of COVID? Well, I still talk to people because I'm still going out. Yeah. It hasn't held me back. Well, Stan, um, is there anything else you want to tell me today about your 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 journey? Well, I met uh, I was introduced to Jesus Christ by Jim Jans. Ah. about 42, 43 years old. And that that completely changed my life. It was like I was walking south and now I'm walking north or I'm walking north, I'm walking south. It was a complete change. In fact, the change was so dramatic that my wife uh, could not believe that I was the same person. And from that-, that That's on, just super. Uh, also tell us what happened when you turned 80, what did you decide to do? from the uh, exercise perspective, because I know you, you tell this story in your book. Tell us what you did at 80. At 80, I decided to, because my daughter, my granddaughter was in track and field. So I went out to the Langley uh, where they had the track and field in the Canada Summer Games. And I decided that I would take up track and field. So I ran the 100 the meter, the 300 meter, the 600 meter, <laughs> and the 900 meter. At 80 years of age. At 80, yes. I trained every day. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's yes. unbelievable. Yes. I got a lot of gold medals because of that. <laughs> you should have one around your neck right now when we're interviewing you. <laughs> Thank you, Stan. That was just wonderful. And you keep, keep it up. We'll, we'll have you on again. Great. Thank you, Stan. Now, when, when you order the book on email or... Uh, ebook or the bound copy of Stan's full story is in there. And I'm going to ask Ruth to close in prayer, but I'm going to ask her to read the words of a song because what you've just heard and what I know of Stan Fryer, this is the way Stan Fryer lives. The fact that he has looked after his body physically, emotionally, spiritually is having a tremendous impact upon uh, people. Mm -hmm. And I just have to tell you one more quick story about Stan that, that uh, we had an event all oh, a couple of years ago and uh, there was about two, 300 people there. And we're talking about the fact of trusting, trusting in God, trusting each other and so forth. And his wife was in the uh, later stages of Alzheimer's and uh, he got up and he said, well, let me give you an illustration of trust. Uh, she, her name was Shirley, as Ruth has mentioned. And even though she didn't have very many of her uh, facilities, uh, faculties left, she said, I can just fall back into your arms because I trust you that you will catch me. Uh -huh. There was not a hardly a dry eye in that whole audience that we spoke to that night. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to ask Ruth to close in prayer, but it's because she's going to read the words I of a song. I think you missed something there, Barry. What did I miss? You missed the fact that, uh, that uh, because she trusted me this way, 
I wish that I could trust God the same way as she trusted me. Right. Uh -huh. Fantastic. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Well, I think the words of this, uh, it's a song. Ruth's not going to sing it. She's going to quote the words because it's how we can live. Uh, and I know Stan lives this way. Yes. That's the beauty of this personal illustration, that he lives this way. And then when Ruth is finished, then we're going to play a song called Holy, Holy, Holy. And no one's going to sing it. This is going to be the music. But I would like you to listen to it because it is three parts. Holy, Holy, Holy. And it was written for Trinity Sunday. There again, the illustration of the three parts, which you think is quite phenomenal. And then the next pod podcast, you're not going to want to miss it because we're going to talk about some of these maintenance principles that God has given us that if we do this, he does this. And they affect all parts of our body, including financial, which you'll be interested in. So, honey, if you would uh, close and uh, in reading this beautiful words, because this is the way Stan lives, this is the way I want to live, and if all of us lived this way, we would have a much better world. Honey? Yes, this is beautiful. And thanks again, Stan, for joining us. Here it is. I then shall live as one who's been forgiven. I'll walk with joy to know my debts are paid. I know my name is clear before my father. I am his child and I am not afraid. So greatly pardoned, I'll forgive my brother. The law of love I gladly will obey. I then shall live as one who's learned compassion. I've been so loved that I'll risk loving you, loving too. I know how fear builds walls instead of bridges. I'll dare to see another's point of view. And when relationship demands commitment, then I'll be there to care and follow through. Your kingdom come around and through and in me. Your power and glory, let them shine through me. Your hallowed name, oh, may I bear with honor. And may your living kingdom come in me. The bread of life, oh, may I share with honor. And may you feed a hungry world through me. Amen.
Thank you to Christine Shafrick and her friend for allowing us to hear that beautiful melody. Listen to it again and reflect on what you've heard today. Look forward to seeing you on our next podcast very shortly. God bless. Bye now.